Hey, Carrie. Good afternoon. This is Mike Ruiz. How are you today? I am well, sir. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Can't complain. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me a few minutes today uh, on the Workday Recruiter podcast. So welcome. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Of course. Well, good. Well, great. Well, Carrie, it's very nice to meet you. I know that there will be uh, quite a few people listening who, who may not know you. So if you don't mind, I'd love to um, hear a little bit about you, you know, give yourself a little bit of an introduction, you know, maybe uh, where you're from, where you grew up, how you got into the Workday ecosystem, and then uh, we'll get the conversation started from there, if that sounds good. That sounds excellent. Thank you, Michael. So, uh, so I've, uh, I was born in Southeast Texas uh, and with family roots back into Louisiana and Mississippi. Uh, have been in the work environment, let's say, almost, uh, almost 30 years and um, have been in the, let's say, HRIS uh, space uh, for about six years, and that has been uh, d- uh, completely dominated uh, by Workday. Uh, so before coming into, um, into the Workday ecosphere, I spent 20, 20 years at a, uh, a company called uh, Hewlett Packard, just doing um, project program and uh, PMO uh, support uh, for their uh, for, for one of their largest clients and I needed something different, right? I was starting to hit a, uh, hit a ceiling and, uh, found a way over into, um, into the workday space at a company called one search, one source virtual. And, uh, and that kind of, that spawned my career into, uh, into workday at that point. Okay. Well, nice. Well, great. Well, um, so tell me a little bit about your time at Hewlett Packard. Cause I'm curious, you know, the last, let's say, couple of years before you really got into the Workday ecosystem, you know, what were you doing then that, I guess, indirectly or directly may have prepared you to get into the Workday space? What did that look like? And then we can transition into your time in the Workday ecosystem. Very cool. Yes. So uh, at, uh, at Hewlett Packard, which, um, as you might have uh, known, they went through a, a, a lot of acquisitions. And so HP became HPE, became DXC uh, right before I left. But uh, when, I, when I left, I was running a, um, a portfolio office or a PMO uh, for one of, uh, one of HP's largest clients here in the United States. Uh, specifically, you may, you may have known them as the reservation arm of uh, American Airlines. Um, Sabre Holdings was that, uh, that company. So, um, and I believe that my, uh, my tenure on that particular account, uh, gave me the breadth of project and program management, um, that get really gave me the confidence that it really didn't matter what types of projects I was doing. I could manage it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. And then, so, you know, you're at a point where you reach your ceiling, you're feeling like, you know, maybe I can't really do much more um, at Hewlett Packard. So how do you get um, introduced to Workday? How do you get introduced to OneSource Virtual? Tell me about that process. Okay, so the process was you always have to have a great network, right? And so sure. I, was, I was reaching out to others that were in other verticals, just seeing where the opportunities were. And I had a, a great friend through, uh, through our church organization that had been um, recruiting me over, right, uh, to, uh, to one source. And um, there were, uh, there, it was just the right timing, at least the second time uh, that I interviewed with them that uh, was able to come over to one source. And that was back in 2016. 
and uh, and from there kind of spawned that um, that career path and growth where I'm at today. Nice. Okay. Well, great. So obviously, you you jumped over to One Source Virtual. You're an engagement manager. You know, tell us about the process of of learning Workday. How you supported your first project. I'm just I'm just eager to see you know what your experience and thoughts were behind you know, your first true experience in the workday and what that really felt like for you and how you kind of have grown since then, you know, just over the past few years. Well, just like anybody that is working within the workday um, ecosystem and deploying projects for customers, you got to get certified, right? And right. so that was that was the first step. Um, and at uh, one source, you couldn't just get um, in PM certified. You had to get a functional area either on the financials or on HCM. And so I chose the HCM side and got certified uh, within HCM, went through uh, the, the certification course um, back when we could travel and yeah, on site, and then uh, did the practical that was after that, right? And um, found, uh, was able to successfully uh, pass that and, uh, and then got onto you know, my, first, uh, my first project uh, at one source. And then from there, just uh, kind of grew um, in my knowledge. One of the things as an engagement manager, uh, that is very critical that you that you really uh, cultivate the the relationship with the customer, right, manage the project, and allow the consultants their space to be able to manage their work streams, and not to feel like that you've got to be the the expert in any of the uh, functional areas that you're deploying. Okay. Okay. That's a great point. And I was actually, you know, while, while you were saying that I was thinking, so for those who may not be familiar with engagement management, you know, especially from a workday perspective, you know, let's dive a little bit deeper into, into the details and the weeds there. What does your day-to-day -day look like? You know, obviously you mentioned that, Hey, I want to facilitate. I want to kind of let the you know, functional area experts do what they're doing, but what does your day-to-day -day look like? Uh, you know, let's, let's call it a hypothetical uh, engagement or project that you have. What are your main daily tasks that you're supporting um, within those projects? Excellent. So within the medium enterprise space and what Workday calls launch, right? Yep. Uh, the, um, the engagement manager will likely have two or three projects that are going at the same time, right? Preferably, they're not all in the same phase because it can get a little bit crazy uh, whenever you have multiple projects that are kind of in the same phase or stage of the uh, of the deployment. But uh, you're you're there managing. Uh, so the day to day is going to be uh, making sure that you're trying to stay uh, two to three weeks ahead of the deployment working with the uh, the customer PM and even the uh, the executive sponsors to make sure that they're aware of the the path that's uh, that's in the short term but also in the long term as well right so uh, early on we're developing the relationship and getting all the planning uh, activities uh, done for the project but shortly after getting through planning you're going to start focusing on testing Right, because that's the next big milestone that, from a customer perspective, that they're going to have to undertake. Right, um, all the while you know that you're going to go through functional um, functional workshops, foundation alignment, and customer confirmation leading up to testing. But if you if you wait until customer confirmation to start talking about testing, you're already way behind. 
right? So it's really trying to stay that two to three weeks out ahead, and right? And then also looking at um, four to six weeks out ahead to make sure that the customer is aware of what is near-term and what is long-term uh, from, the, from the deployment standpoint. Sure, sure. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And then um, let's go into... You know, I have a basic understanding of launch, but some may not be familiar. So tell us a little bit more about launch and some might be familiar, some may not. So this might be, um, you know, a, a little bit of old school information for some. But can you tell us a little bit more about launch and what that consists of and how, you know, you support that from your perspective? Yeah, and I would love to talk, uh, tell you a little bit more about uh, about launch. So, um, from uh, started at OneSource, and OneSource, uh, when I came on, uh, was quickly becoming a niche uh, consulting uh, shop for medium enterprise and for launch. Um, so, what launch is, and I kind of got into that right as launch was being developed by by Workday, um, moving from the LDP methodology. Um, launch is really um, a way of getting customers onto a workday tenant using a prescribed methodology and a prescribed um, configuration to be able to uh, let them uh, gain return on investment as quickly as possible. Okay, so when when you hear the prescribed configuration, um, a lot of customers think, oh, well, I can't make any, uh, I can't customize it. That's not the case at all. What it allows you to do is be able to take and um, take advantage of what is considered to be best practice in each of the uh, functional areas and each of the configuration uh, areas within Workday. Where you've got unique requirements that need to be fulfilled, we can work with you to try to uh, to try to uh, allow for Workday to be able to handle those. But I liken it to someone that is uh, is buying a house for the first time, right? There are a lot of great um, features that come with buying a house that uh, that everybody wants, right? But at the beginning, when you when you're buying your first house, you may not really know what is right for you. For an example, right? You may uh, uh, you may want hardwood floors, right? But unless you truly know what the care that may, that comes with uh, having hardwood floors and some of the features of hardwood floors being from a um, if you have either young uh, young kids or if you have pets, right? It can it can cause a lot of noise to be within the house with echoing, right? You just got to make sure that you are going into it eyes wide open, right? Sure. With um with what you're what you're asking for, right? So, um, what what launch allows for you is to kind of get into workday, experience workday from a best practices perspective. Right, and then allow for the optimize to happen after you move to production to really optimize the tenant six to nine months after, where you truly know what you want to do as a corporation and how you want to transform your organization using Workday. Got it. Got it. So essentially, and please correct me if I'm wrong, you know, it's a it's a quicker implementation process where he, here are the basic fundamentals of Workday. Here are the basic. Here's the basic functionality, you know, you get it six to nine months in instead of 12, 15, 18, 24 months in, um, but you may not have all the bells and whistles of more of a, a longer term implementation. Is that the easiest way to kind of 
make it into one sentence type of thing? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, the, okay. thing, the thing that I would add to that is that for a common HCM or HCM and payroll deployment, we're looking at six to nine months, right? Gotcha. Versus the 18 to uh, potentially 24 months with a workday your way deployment. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And that makes sense. And I certainly understand. And I, I certainly understand the first time home buyer perspective. <laughs> I'm uh, reminiscing. I, I just sold my, my first house that I bought uh, seven years ago. So I'm certainly thinking going back to all the decisions that I made that I had no idea what I was doing. So I can certainly appreciate, uh, you know, hardwood versus carpet versus any other decision that you have to make. So uh, that makes sense. So, um, so I w I'm curious to see, you know, from your perspective, you start in the Workday ecosystem a few years ago, you know, launch was just developing, different things have changed. So what have you seen change in the Workday ecosystem since you started, not only from just Workday as a technology, but also from your vantage point as an engagement manager? How have you seen it change and morph and grow? Well, okay, so I've seen Workday uh grow leaps and bounds right from its uh from the application layer uh it is it is it has found ways to find medium enterprise companies in all different um verticals uh, or industries right and find uh the starting point configurations that are best practices for those uh for those industries um so taking uh take for example Healthcare, which is a, a very grow, uh, very much a growing uh, industry for um, for Workday and also for where I'm currently working at at Collaborative. Um, okay, you've got um, a commercial is has always and will continue to be a, a vibrant area uh, where where Workday is seeing growth is in the medium enterprise space um, and penetrating that, uh, that vertical as, uh, as much as, as, as they, uh, as they can. And then lastly, on the, uh, higher education, uh, we're seeing, uh, launch being, uh, uniquely deployed in, uh, in higher education as well. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Well, great. And so, um, I, I want to touch on more the medium enterprise because that, that's clearly something that, that you have been supporting for quite some time. You know, how has Workday been able to penetrate that market? Is it because of just the functionality? Is it UI, UX? Um, you know, what are the main factors in which Workday has been able to take market share away from other competitors, just specifically in that ME space? Well, I think the, the largest thing is that Workday has, re has recognized that uh, the price point for uh, that a large enterprise company can can bring to bear for a workday uh, deployment and subscription is much different than uh, medium enterprise, right? And so Got they it. have they have they have found ways to have separate SKUs for uh, for launch that are at uh, lower price points because they it's a lower number of FTEs that are going to be um, uh, measured uh, against that SKU. Uh, secondly, uh, the deployments, because they are shorter, your deployment costs are, are, are much more reasonable as well, right? Sure. So instead of uh, having a deployment team that's going to have to be engaged for, like we were just talking about, 18 to 24 months, you're, uh, you're now scoping that for six to nine months um, for that initial deployment. So you can, uh, you can see where the, the factors that could drive the cost down to make it more of a realistic, uh, realistic uh, item 
and purchase for medium enterprise companies to make. Gotcha. Okay. And that's fair enough. And that makes sense. You know, money talks, obviously. I think we all know that. So, uh, that's, yeah, uh, you can, you can have all the greatest bells and whistles, right. But if it, from a cost perspective, if it's not attainable, right. You know, uh, cu- the customers won't even look at it, right. It, sure. It's got, it's gotta be, it's gotta fit their model. Yeah. It's gotta be within reason. And that's, and that's mm-hmm. fair. And that's fair. I totally understand. So, um, okay, well, great. And one thing that I wanted to follow up with you too, is you mentioned, um, you mentioned healthcare specifically, you know, how has, and I, and I'm not, and I'm not very well versed in healthcare and how, you know, you have revenue cycles and EMR and EHR. And I understand that from a very a hundred thousand feet looking down view, but how has Workday been able to penetrate the market in that aspect from just your vantage point? Well, from my vantage point, it's been largely, well, I've had some deployments that have been uh, both HCM uh, payroll and FEMS, but largely it's been on the HCM and payroll side. Uh, what we what we see is that in the healthcare space, uh, the need for multiple jobs, right, is very much, it, it comes as standard in healthcare, but let's say in, in, um, in commercial or other uh, functional um, other industries, um, it would be a um, it would be out of scope, right? So uh, Workday has recognized that in this space we have to have it as part of the um, the in scope configuration. Um, secondly, uh, as we are in you know the COVID and uh, global pandemic, you've got to be able to track um, uh, who's vaccinated, who's not. Right. And, and Workday has, has de- developed functionality of, uh, you know, knowing their um, their workers, their staff. Right. And being able to track who's been vaccinated and who, who hasn't within their their HRIS system. Um, the other other areas, uh, you know, beyond that, the. healthcare run, uh, is going to run somewhat similar as any other business. Right. And I mean, there may be um unique nuances within each of the functional areas that we'll have to um, have to adjust. One of the one of the things that just came to mind was the uh, um, the unit based production and how that uh, drives into compensation. Um, we have uh, at Collaborative, we have uh, we've had a lot of experience in this area of being able to uh, have more unit based type compensation rather than it being just the traditional hourly and salary. Right. Interesting. What is what is that compensation model? I've never heard of that. Well, it's uh, we've we refer to it as home care home base, right? And um, the the worker is uh, is has a certain number of units that they are expected to deliver, right? Be it in the form of uh, patient care, right? And uh, when they meet their their quota, so to speak it ties to their, um, you know, 100% of their compensation plan. When they go over, right, that gives them almost, let's call overtime, right? If we're, if we're looking at it from an, from an hourly perspective. Uh, but that, uh, that overage would be considered as, um, as a bonus, so to speak. And if they're not able to achieve that, they're still maintaining a certain, um, I guess, base compensation where the gap of not filling that quota would be used as um, as a personal time off. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, and again, because I'm uninitiated in the healthcare space. So for lack of a better term, what is Workday doing 
that EMR, EHR can't do. Because from my brain and my perspective, you know, an EMR, EHR solution should be able to, to track COVID uh, vaccination. I mean, I would at least, I would hope so, but maybe I'm wrong because maybe I'm uneducated. Um, what is your thought on that? So I, I don't know that you, uh, that Workday is bringing anything unique that uh, an EMR, um, uh, EHR type solution would um, uh, would traditionally provide. I think it's going to provide that, but then you've got the breadth of the Workday platform, right? That goes beyond uh, than than just got the it. the uh, the HCM comport. Uh, component of it right then tying that to payroll and then if you've got payroll that then is then feeding into your general ledger or if they've got a, a uh, financials deployment on top of that right then you get both sides of the uh, human capital and then the financial assets as well that come together on a singular platform i see what you're saying okay okay yeah i think i was confusing myself a little bit i was assuming that those emr ehr systems could do a little bit more ERP related work, but uh, fair they, enough. That they very, very, very well can, but it can't be done on the same scale and breadth as what they is set up for. Gotcha. Okay. Totally makes sense. So I appreciate you clarifying. Oh, no that. worries. So I, know would, I know some others would have some questions on that too. So that's great. So, so that makes sense. So, so what's next in your opinion? You know, how does Workday grow? How does it expand? Are there new products? I mean, what do you see happening you know, by 2024, 25 timeframe, or even just in the next 12, 18 months, what do you see happening uh, from your side? Well, I, I, I do think that they're going to continue to uh, penetrate the medium enterprise space, right? Um, and any any of the industries that they that they haven't uh, had deep penetration into, that's that is going to happen. Um, the, uh, but I also think that the, uh, the higher education space is a ripe, ripe industry for, uh, for, for Workday to get into, you know, their, their student practice is, uh, is up and coming. And, uh, and I do think that that is on their trajectory for, um, their growth path, growth plan for 20, uh, let's say 22, 23, 24, is they really want that, uh, that practice to be, a prominent component of uh, of Workday. Uh, secondarily, I do think that um, uh, Workday has done a great job in building up their uh, their financials practice and their financial platform to where you're um, you're no longer um, you know you you deploy Workday for uh, for HR uh, HRIS and payroll right and then do integrations over to a more sound and robust uh, financial system. Workday is that sound and robust financial system now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. So, okay, well, good. It's good to see, you know, uh, what we could potentially look for in the future and, and how Workday will grow. So um, before I let you go here in a minute, um, you know, what do you see as next for your, uh, for your career in the Workday ecosystem? I mean, what, what do you want to be known for? What do you want to accomplish? Um, you know, things of that nature. Well, one of the things that I've loved about the engagement manager role is that the relationships that you're able to uh, to establish with customers, and because you've been there and done that, you're able to bring a a a a sound um, a sound voice on providing hope, right? That they're going to get through this deployment and they're going to be better at the end of it, 
right? And that's what that's what I've loved with the customers that I've been able to uh, to run deployments for. Where I where I hope I can uh, go um, in the uh, in the next few years is to elevate that um, that role and responsibility to more customers in the form of a portfolio director role. Um, and then from there, you know, we'll, we'll see what, um, what comes about, but that's, um, I want to be able to have my hands into more deployments and being able to guide and direct the uh, deployment teams and also guiding and directing those customers, um, to their, um, their inevitable transformation that they're going to have with Workday. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. And that's, and that's totally fair. So, okay, well, good. Well, great. Well, um, Carrie, I really appreciate your time. Uh, I think this has been a great conversation. Um, any last parting, parting words to the audience? Any questions for me? Anything before we let you get out of here? I will just say this, that, I mean, you heard my story of being at a longstanding uh, technology company in HP. Um, you've got, you got to uh, take, the, take the leap. Right. And and don't don't fear it. Right. And if, if, if this if getting into cloud based technologies and Workday being uh, a very good one to jump into, if that is uh, something that you're desiring, take the jump. Right. And I, and I don't think that you're going to be um, dissatisfied with the results that you're going to get. Well, perfect. That is a great way to end this uh, end this episode of the podcast. Carrie, again, really appreciate your time. Um, we'll definitely chat soon. And uh, if people want to connect with you, are you okay with them reaching out via LinkedIn, or what's the best way to to connect or chat with yeah, you? Yeah, best way is uh, is via LinkedIn. Carrie Sattler. Uh, it's a um, easy enough uh, name to uh, to to find. And I'm at Collaborative Solutions, so. You'll find the right person on on LinkedIn. Would love to connect with okay. you. Perfect. Well, great. Well, again, Carrie, really enjoy the conversation. Let's definitely uh, stay in touch, and we'll t- chat soon. Okay. All right. Take care, Michael. Thank you for the opportunity. Of course. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye.